Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Smart Talks by the Elizabeth Smart Foundation. I'm Elizabeth Smart, and I'm with my co-host, Neo Strong. And today is a very special day because we are having one of our former guests, the amazing Kathy, back on. If you have not heard her story, go listen to it. She is absolutely amazing and unbelievable. It's in two parts, so make sure you listen to both part one and part two. This episode is just personally really special because we're going back to Kathy and we're just seeing how she's doing today. We had the opportunity to bring her through our smart defense program and we just we just want to hear about how she's she's doing in our how she's doing in her life today and how she's feeling. So Kathy, welcome back. Thank you so much Thank for you. making time for us. We love you. We're Absolutely. your number one fans. Oh my goodness. You guys are so great. So great. No. Um, well, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've got a, a new job and hopefully some new, new plans as far as uh, speaking engagements and whatnot. And I just want to bring more awareness to this. And I feel like people are at a point where our society is just really ready to listen and to, you know, dwell on some of those more difficult topics, uh, just because of the state of things right now. Um, so I don't know, I, I would probably, I'd probably say the average day for me, um, emotionally, uh, you know, with everything going on and, you know, from when I escaped to now, I'm in a completely different, <laughs> different space. I mean, eight years will do that to you. Uh, <laughs> but um, I've definitely taken time to reflect. Um, and you kind of have to, because I feel like a lot of the time you're sitting inside yourself, just thinking about the events that took place and, you know, picking up the pieces of who you are to some degree. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's almost, it's like a, it's like a puzzle that just changes shape. Right. So, you know, I was this woman before this girl, before everything happened. And, you know, now I'm this completely different person um, in part because of what I went through, but uh, you know, in part because of the way that I've chosen to react to it. Um, but my progress is not, <laughs> is not been linear. Um, you know, it is a lot of ups and downs and um you know, for me, PTSD is the, uh, the ever-changing beast. So, you know, just when I think I've got one set of uh, symptoms and, and whatnot under management, um, a new one will pop up. And so I've been kind of exploring as far as uh, different types of therapies and, um, you know, reading different self-help books and really just educating myself on what PTSD is. Um, because I was going into it not knowing anything either. <laughs> so I think it's a lot of, it's been a lot of reading and, and kind of acknowledging um, that it's okay to have, it's okay to have PTSD. It's not fun. I don't think anyone will ever like, you know, oh yeah, let me go get PTSD over the weekend for fun. You know, that's not. <laughs> well, and I think you said it. Like so many of us need to hear that it's okay to have bad days it's okay to struggle like that doesn't make you bad that doesn't yeah. mean that you're yes weak it doesn't right. mean that you're weak like right. it doesn't mean it doesn't label you as anything it's a bad day i mean yeah i have exactly. bad days like right last night you know i had a a music lesson because i still go 
because I like yeah. being a student. And I, I walked into my harp teacher's house and she asked me, oh, you know, how are you doing? And she's someone who's known me like my whole life. And right. I know she genuinely cares about me. And it was those simple words, how are you doing? And I literally just sat down and cried for the whole yeah. hour. Didn't even right. play the harp. Didn't even touch the harp. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. just talked. And, you know, we all have like our good days and we have mm-hmm. our bad days. And sometimes it, you just right. need someone to ask you, how are you are doing? You okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as a society, it's kind of funny because we ask that question a lot, like, oh, how are you doing? Or, or you know, how, really, it's, it's how are you doing? And uh, we don't want the answer to that question, or we don't have the time, or we don't want to make the time to listen to that person. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing to me what someone just sitting and listening can do for you because oh, totally. just sitting, oh, right. it's validating, you know, you're, you're talking about these things that are causing you so much turmoil and someone's actually sitting down and, and taking the time to listen to you. And especially when you've grown up without that, um, you know, that means, that means so much, so, so much. So yeah. And it, it's kind of funny because I feel like survivors are always the ones that are asking other people if they're okay. I feel, you know, we're always like, how are you doing? Tell me about what's going on in your life. And it's almost, um, almost a distraction technique uh, to some degree for us, because if we can make, if we can make our, our day or that, you know, those couple of moments about somebody else, it allows us to step outside of that trauma and that hurt place where all we can do is focus on our own pain. So I feel like for me, I would say helping other people and and just building these really strong friendships with some of the most incredible women I've I've ever met, whose our experiences are so vastly different. Um, But building that, building that rapport and actually sitting down and you're, you're not listening to respond, you're listening to, to listen. Yeah. And I think, I don't think it's, wrong to you know not open up to everyone I think you I mean I at least catch myself internally being like are you asking because you really care are you just asking because that's like how we naturally greet people yes yeah and it's Um, kind of interesting so kind of along along your point is the uh the fact that there will be some people who want to know your story and want to know your pain just because it's a form of entertainment for them and I think when you're, you're coming from a hurt place and you really, really want someone to listen, you will ignore that, that cue that you get because you just, you need affection and you need someone to be there for you. So in the long run, I mean, being open and and no matter what you do, you know, there will always be that one person that will just be there for the drama and they're just sitting there because it's a form of entertainment. But I think part of, part of the healing process for me has been realizing and actually holding myself accountable and saying, okay, that was, that was just someone who was here for the ride for the entertainment. And that's not a healthy place for me to be all the time. And a lot of the time I find that those people want you to continue to relive those stories and relive those moments of trauma. Um, Because for them, it's like reading a true crime novel or watching a documentary to some degree. And um, and you get, I think you get to, you know, when you've gone through the things that all of us have gone through, you get to say, no, that's none of your business. Uh, this isn't relevant to our interaction. And, um, I don't have to share that part of myself with you, 
but I, I definitely feel like it's it's one or the other. You know, you either share everything with everyone or you 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 just are completely closed off, and it's so hard to find that balance. Totally, and you just have to like learn to trust yourself and trust your gut. Yes, yeah, yeah, and that's we get so we've gotten so good at at, at you know pushing our gut, those gut instincts to the side because you know, as women, I feel like we're taught that we're just supposed to, you know, sit pretty and, and be nice. And, you know, our body does know if something is wrong. And we've, you know, decided to say, okay, no, my body is telling me this, it's telling me, you know, I'm in a bad situation, or this is not healthy for me. And it's sending those alarm signals, I'm going to ignore them and go the other way, because I want validation, or because I want to fit in, or because I just want other people to look at me and see me for me so which is <laughs> that's a it's an ever-changing I don't know <laughs> I love listening to you and I know so many people I think you're one of our top um, <laughs> podcasts and I think people are so curious and also people are irate that this person from your experience that awful right. terrible human that did this to you hasn't had any consequences. No. And I've had people, you know, send me messages and find me on, um, you know, find me on Instagram or find me on Facebook. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm an open book. So there's really nothing. There are things about my, my experience that are off limits, obviously, but as far as, you know, my, my willing, like I've, I've already put myself out there. So I, a lot of people are, are angry. And I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty fair feeling. I've definitely been there and I still am some days, but unfortunately anger isn't going to get anyone anywhere. You know, it might give us the drive to go pursue it legally or to go track someone down. And, but like, after that happens, you know, what are you left with? And I, do I want to, walk into these interactions or walk into these some of these conversations because it's very easy I'm I I mean I hate to admit it but I'm I'm a tiny bit of a bandwagoner so if one of my best friends is like yeah this guy it wasn't so great I'm just like where do we need to where do where where are we going who are meeting in the parking lot at five Mm -hmm. um you know so it's very easy to get caught up in the emotions of so many of the stories that are on the podcast and these personal traumas that people go through but I would just ask people take your anger and make it constructive you know you need to go and check out what your state laws are what are your you know statute of limitations for survivors and you know because people are a statute of limitations right. <laughs> let's work to get rid of that right exactly yeah so I I, I well I appreciate all of the the fire, I really do. It's because I, for a long time, I, I had forgotten what I had given up, you know? So for me, I had given up and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, this, you know, there's nothing I can do. But, you know, then I, I decided to kind of take some of that anger, take some of that frustration and channel it and go public because the only way that I was ever going to be able to do anything is if I shared, um, you know, PTSD, we didn't choose it. None of us do. None of us choose any of the horrible things that other people decide to do to us, but we can choose the way that we heal um, and the way that we process it. And, you know, the reaction that I've gotten from the public 
and just from some of these amazing people who have messaged me um, telling me that I've impacted their life or that they have hope now. And that is worth more than anything to me. That keeps me going. <laughs> it really does. Cause yeah, it's, no, yeah. Knowing you're not alone yeah. is important to us. And it's yeah. the gift that you've given to other women and other trafficking victims that they're not alone and there is hope, there is healing, there is right. a very beautiful future. Yeah, there is. But it's also one of those things that we have to take it and seize it. Because it's yeah. going to pass us by if we don't, you know. You have to work for it. Right, right. And that's the thing, you know, with PTSD, we have these days where death would be easier. Death would have been the easier option. Um, and I think that a lot. Um, it's probably something that crosses my mind probably too, too frequently and too comfortably. Um, and, you know, it's just it's part of the process of dealing with it is acknowledging the fact that that's, that's going to happen. But like, I'm a perfectionist, right? So I expect a lot out of myself, um, especially given the time. Right. So I feel like, cause I, you know, that assault was not my last. Um, those assaults were not my last and they were not my first, you know, I was assaulted as a, as a nine year old, 10 year old girl by people that were supposed to protect me at these schools that my parents sent me to. So when you experience repeated trauma, I feel like we look at it like, okay, well, I already read this chapter. I know how to solve the problems. I've done it before. So this time should be easier. This time I should be able to handle it better. And that, that discounts the entire depth of the trauma that you've been through. You know, it doesn't have a start or a finish date. It doesn't have an I've arrived and Things are suddenly perfect and better and I'm symptom free and I never have to think about what happened to me ever again. Um, and just honor your pace, you know? And I mean, to go along with that, whether it's a, like a repeated trauma or a new trauma, I mean, you grow and you change as a person. You don't right. stay in that same space. So right. every time you experience it, it's going to be experienced differently. And I right. think going along with what you said, you know, you do have to honor that and you do have to take that into account. And I mean, be kind to yourself, love yourself. Right. Like, right. I mean, I know yeah. like, like you're saying, you're a perfectionist, um, but truly at the heart of things, like no matter how much you are a perfectionist and no matter how much you expect out of yourself, like none of us are perfect because we're human. Right. And right. so we have to be kind to ourselves in the process and in the journey. Absolutely. And surround yourself with people who get it, you know, because I, I used to hear very frequently from, you know, someone that I love more than anything in the world that like, just get over it, get over it. You know, it happened, it's done. You can't control it now. Let God take over, let him heal you. And Religion has been, it's been such an incredible part of, of my journey and who I am. But what I'd also like to point out is how destructive it can be. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of people who believe that mental illness and PTSD and the traumas that our body remembers 
um, you know, can be healed by God. And I'm, I'm not going to discount that, you know. I, I believe that God has the power to move heaven and earth. And I believe that that's why I'm still here today. But that healing doesn't translate to an instant cure. Um, and it doesn't translate to, you know, the, the person that you were before going directly back to that, that untraumatized, you know, young, inexperienced innocence. Um, so while I will acknowledge and I will, you know, probably say God has healed me in many ways, it's not an instant fix and neither is medication. It's going to be and, and yeah. going down sort of the God path. I mean, mm -hmm. he gave us tools like right. therapy, like right. medication. God gave like... us therapists for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, the thing is like, don't be afraid to try different things because there's not a one, you know, one size fits all when it comes to this. Everybody's PTSD is different. How they react to things is different. Everyone's depression, though it might carry, you know, similar symptoms and similar behavior patterns, it's different. So when someone says, oh, well, that worked for me, or, oh, I've tried that. It worked for me. It was great. Or I had a really bad experience with that. Don't let that scare you or fool you into thinking it's going to be a cure-all you know this is something that it's it changes it changes as you mature it changes as you you know really work on those traumas and it's kind of like in a way to some degree I'm always playing catch up with it you know I feel like sometimes you know most days my PTSD is, is one or two steps ahead of me and all I need to do is you know take it down with a tie clinch and I'll be fine. <laughs> Your tie clinch is wicked girl. Like wicked. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Smart, smart defense has just been, I just don't ever want to stop taking the classes because they're so just, it's like when you've been not listened to or not believed and shamed and you've had an entire culture tell you that it's your fault because you must've done something that really strips away your power and that strips away your ability to, you know, own your body and own your trauma. And one of the things that I loved about smart defense is how, how much more connected to my body I felt. And I didn't realize how disconnected I was until, you know, we're, we're starting to do, um, you know, I, you know, our, our moves together, whatever we want to call them. <laughs> and there was other people touching me and not even touching me in a violent way or an aggressive way in a friendly, nice way. And how strange that felt to me, because we live in a society where you don't touch anyone. You don't touch your friends, you know, unless you're, it's your, you know, significant other or your child hands off. And for so many of us, when we go through the, these experiences and have to endure someone taking our body away from us in a physical and a mental and emotional sense. It's almost like I, I didn't, I felt like anyone hugging me or anyone touching me or anyone showing affection. I felt disgusting. I felt like I would contaminate them and I didn't want them to touch me because, or hug me or, you know, it was either they'll figure out that I'm, you know, not actually all together and I'll fall apart if they hug me or, you know, I was just, I just didn't want, I didn't want to feel vulnerable again like that, even around people that I love and I trust. And 
So, I mean, I really think, I don't know. I just, it's a very American thing to not like, you know, hold hands with your friend or play with your girlfriend's hair. Like all of these things that connect us to each other, you know, we limit because we have social media. We live in a society where we don't have to talk to someone in person ever or see them or touch them or acknowledge their pain. Um, so just be, be more loving just to every, and like, if someone wants to hug you and you're not okay with that, obviously don't, don't be like, no, that's okay. I don't want to hug. But like, if you're, if you've gone through something that traumatic, it's not wrong for you to want to seek out comfort and affection and, you know, just be held. And I think for a lot of us, that's really scary because we wonder like, well, am I broken forever? Am I ever going to want anyone to hold me? Am I ever going to be able to just be held, you know, whether it's a friend or a lover or anything. And, and that, you know, I say again, respect your pace and don't, you know, if you've got people that you trust and you love and you need to go cry on their shoulder and just be helped, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because crying alone sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. We've all been there. Um, and while crying in front of someone, it's very vulnerable and it can be uncomfortable. I think it's also healthy. And I think it normalizes the show of emotion between people. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I so appreciate you just opening up the way that you do. I mean, you're just so, I mean, you're so compassionate and you've got so much empathy and understanding like I just, I just love, I love talking with you. I, I, I am gonna get you back on here again. But for today, like, thank you so much. Thank you for giving us an update with where you're at. And I hope for everyone who's listening, I mean, you take Kathy's words to heart. You know, like let's all be a little bit kinder. Let's be all a little bit more compassionate. Let's not just suck up other pe- people's grief for entertainment. I mean, that's let's really care about each other. Let's really love each other. And with that being said, I want to say thank you to everyone again for tuning in today. Um, I mean, you're the reason why we keep on doing these, why we keep on sharing these stories. Thank you for your love and support of Kathy. She is amazing. If you're here, then you know that you don't need to hear that from me. Um, But we so appreciate it. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast and catch us next time on Smart Talks. Thank you.